Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. Hello, Jax. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well for a beautiful Tuesday here in New York City, and it's Fendi Skims launch day, so I've yes. been up in Adam since early this morning, waiting with bated breath to see what I could snag, and I got pretty much what I wanted. Good because what, what you got. got. Um, yeah, no, I got some stuff too. I'm not going to lie. I was a little um, jilted, is that the right word, by the prices. Yes, but had you not... I mean, seen I, them before. No, no. Did you? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see. And it was just like $2,900 for a jacket. Like, hello. The puffer. The puffer. Um, so I didn't get exactly what I wanted because I'm a reasonable human being. But I still did get stuff. And you know what's so great is that you can return it. I didn't realize that before I checked out that you can return stuff. I would have bought even more. See same. How, see if I liked it. <laughs> I didn't realize that either. But now, like, I had a pit about, like, spending so much money before no, 9 a.m. same. I actually took something out of my cart. And now Me I'm too. like, I'm a fool. Yeah. Fool. Everything, everything's sold out. It's all going to be marked up. It was an investment. I played the stock market this morning and I just didn't have the heart for yeah, it. Yeah, no, and it's like, I, I can't imagine that, like, if I get something and I don't end up wearing it and the tags are still on it, like, it has a decent value, right? Yeah, I Stock think X, so. here I come. I think so. Yeah, I don't know if, like, Skims, like, cheapens the Fendi brand or it elevates I it. I think the fact that it is a limited edition thing. Collab. I mean, Fendi puts out clothes all the time. They don't have a drop that sells out. No. In 10 minutes literally everything was like just flying off the shelves if you were online hope you guys got what you wanted but it was really crazy to see I imagine that the Fendi team is like whoa blown away yeah they don't sell like this because no. it's just so expensive and the fact that it's so expensive I thought we would have at least 30 minutes like I didn't think we would have like classic Kylie lip kit numbers yeah like, no I was kind of taking my time me but, too um and I missed out on one thing that was in my cart that dropped out of my cart that I was excited about because it would have looked cute it was hard to do the shop pregnant because I wanted to get stuff that I could wear now no it's also tight and like bodycon I know so I just I like ordered a size up and everything it'll fit me when I'm not pregnant hopefully it fits me when I'm pregnant yeah no we'll it's see. very exciting congrats to Kim congrats to us for securing the, the things bag. we needed to secure mm -hmm. and it's just a gorgeous day it's Tuesday we have dear toasters for you guys today which is a personal favorite of mine and millions of toasters um and yeah how are you doing I'm doing well you know just chilling it's been a nice week I feel like yesterday I got so I finished a book watched a lot of tv started a new book spent quality time with Bruseldorf so important so it was just a really well-rounded day still enjoying all of my post-birthday sweets and treats oh, I'm so jealous I gotta come over you do I have everything I have like nothing in my home it's like I have to make a concerted effort to eat vegetables and healthy foods because right. I have so many sweet treats you're not gonna poop that's true I'm pretty I'm that's like not an issue for me you're pretty regular yeah I don't have to think about it like nice. my body does what it needs to do and if it's been a few days I don't even realize you know yeah 
Bitch. Totally. Right? You don't have poop issues. No, I really don't. Um, but Margot Ashray once told me that, like, she poops every morning, like, the second she wakes up. And I'm like, that's psychotic. That's, like, really intimate detail. But can I tell you that it's been happening to me recently? And it's a delight. Like, a great way to just, like, drop off the kids before you wake up. That's really... Um, now so, we're just getting to a place So where, let us know. Where Do I'd you like to poop come- in the morning? I would like to come back from this conversation. Okay, well, um, we both watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. We did. Which, by the way, I feel like calling it Curb Your Enthusiasm is, like, so weird because it's called Curb. Sure. No, like, I've ne- <laughs> like, I just feel weird saying Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's, like, not the name of the show. Okay, so say Curb. Yeah, it was just pointing out that I said it weird. Okay. Um, and I thought it was good. I thought it was so good. It was, like, giving me old school Curb vibes and the quandaries that Larry found himself in were very real the middling in the table was hysterical yes and it's a really really true point like (laughs) only true charismatic gals such as ourselves can really sit in the middle of a dinner party at a dinner table of a dinner party I don't go to that many dinner parties where it's like a mixture of people where the conversation needs to be finessed like that so I actually don't know if I'm the girl to middle I don't think I am I think I'm you know aside just chiming in but I'm not the person that's gonna like conduct conversation well the thing is like I am a great middle but I don't want to be. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I could see a dinner party that I could, like, finesse fabulously and sit in the middle. But, like, I will be selfish and take my talents to the corner. Yeah. Just because I want to do it on my terms. I'm not working here tonight, you no. know. But I could do it if I needed to. Like, that's what we do on the show. We make conversation. We have thought-provoking discussions. Yep. I have it in me. That's just not what I want to do in my spare time. 100%. You know? 100%. But would you rather than have someone else in the middle and then you're at a boring dinner party? Right. Knowing that you have so much to give and that you could spice this thing up. Yeah. And then you're just a, like, these are the consequences of your own actions at that point. Like, you didn't middle and now you're paying the price. Yeah. So it's it's tough. You get in what you put out. And it was a good episode. Like, I have I felt like the first two episodes of the season were actually, like, some of the worst ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one was good. Like, I chuckled a bunch. Me too. I chuckled a bunch. And the setups were good. There weren't too many things happening. Yeah. All good. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. I just, um, I'm still, like, yearning for a, a curb that commentates on, like, what's currently going on in the world. Or what was going on in the world when they were filming. And, like... So as good as this episode could have been, like, it's not what it needed to be still. Understood. But we're going to have to change level set. I just keep, like, waiting for, like, the other shoe oh, to drop. You ha- it's over. It's over. Yeah. No, it's not happening. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Devastating. Devastating. I also, so I was reading this book called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. I think it was a Reese's Book Club choice I just finished it yesterday and it was pretty good in case anybody was thinking about reading it it's like everywhere you know it's like a super popular book but it just wasn't it didn't do much for me but it was a pleasant read like I was hopping along Mm -hmm. and then I started um a new book that actually Lauren Bostick recommended to us when we were on her podcast, oh, yeah. Good Morning Monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's nonfiction and it's about a nonfiction thera- is not real. Nonfiction is real. I'll never understand. Okay. Fiction is like, you know, novel. No, I'm made up. Literally a New York Times bestselling author and like I can't figure it out. I don't even know when I tried to find myself on the New York Times bestselling list, like I didn't know which list I was, like nonfiction or fiction. You are nonfiction. Mostly what we read is fiction. Colleen Hoover's fiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like fake stories. So I have had this like wanting to read for a while. I just like was like, this is an interesting choice. It's a therapist who's sharing the stories of five of the most memorable patients she ever had. Mm -hmm. So last night I finished the first patient and it's a great story. It's like really getting me into like a 
psycho um, therapist analysis vibe. vibe but it's good it's definitely expanding my mind that's good yeah so it was a good recommendation speaking of reese's book club yesterday i actually found myself on like a rabbit hole of reese witherspoon's instagram and i guess it just like never occurred to me like how rich she is like she does the most first of all just being like reese witherspoon all the movies all the tv shows the morning show mm-hmm. her best work is like these days like she's not even close to being done big little eyes but then there's Reese's book club which like has so many followers I was just like looking into it because I think I was looking at the redheads remember I was telling you how the redheads Instagram was so impressive so I went on like a book club rabbit hole and then I got to Reese and then I got to her Draper James like she's just busy and rich and hello sunshine hello sunshine probably the biggest of them all and that's the one that was like Blackstone just which which one of her projects just literally got valued at a billion dollars or got purchased for a billion dollars? Hello Sunshine. Probably. That's like the, the umbrella, right? It, it is. It's and I think it's also the biggest endeavor of hers. It's Most, like the TV like, network. Morning show is Hello Sunshine. Little Fires Everywhere was Hello Sunshine. Right. So like she chooses her production. these books and then she makes them into shows and No, she, it's synergy. It's it's really so smart and no, she's crazy. so good at it and yeah. she's really cornered the market on books. And it's like she's done this huge business empire thing, but she's also still acting in some of the best work, most critically acclaimed, still being nominated for awards. Like, but it's, it's also crazy. like the things that she's working on in and on are Hello Sunshine. Are he- so it's just all going back in Teresa's pocket. Synergy. It's it's honestly brilliant. Yeah. No, she's she's doing her thing. And then there's the Draper James of it all, which personally isn't for me. But people are obsessed. It's like yeah. a Southern vibe clothing line. Yeah. Not from, I've never shopped it. Me neither. Good for Reese. No, it was just like crazy. Like she's like one of the richest celebrities. Like, and she's just like so underrated. No, and she's so influential. Yes. Like if, if she puts her thing on your book, it's like over for you. Oh, that for sure. But like she, like it must be so nice to like pick up a book. Be like, this would make a great movie and go make it. No. And then like it actually be good. Yeah. And she's also doing where the crawdads sing movie. Of course she is. And that is just like the biggest book of the last three years. It's crazy. Like well, second. Yes. Biggest. Reese. Second biggest book. Thank you so much. Available at girlwithnojob.com <laughs> slash book. Also, if you head over to that website, you get tickets to my tour. It's like low key really soon. And like, I'm, I've had like consistent nightmares about it for like the past two weeks. That's how I know it's getting really close. Also, you just like, popped up one day and added a show in New York City. Didn't tell your sisters. Yes. Didn't tell anyone. Well, so I added two shows in New York. I like to get started in New York. I'm doing them at City Winery. I really opened it up only to the Patreon members. Because um, I like to warm up in front of a small crowd, in front of, like, people. The Like, the Patreon members are just, like, my family. So, like, it'll be... It's basically a friends and family show. They're two really small shows. They're only about 100 people each. Um, at City Winery at the end of this month. Like, they're really soon. I, when I saw, First of all, I didn't know about it until they sold out. And people were like, can someone sell me your New York City tickets? I was like, girl, where have you been? There is no New York City show. I'm like, where have I been? Right. Then I was like, oh, she finally added New York. I, I guess that's like at the end of the tour. I, so I was like, maybe it's 2022. Right. And then I realized, no, 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 it's in two weeks. Yeah. No, it's not like, it's really just No, I understand what it is to now. get comfortable. No, I understand. I'm so excited for you. Um, I understand what it is now. I just had no idea. Do you want to know why? You're just like dropping, dropping, dropping. Do you want to know why? Like, I feel like in the past and like up until recently, like every time I farted, I would like put it in our group chat. Yes. And I just feel like people were getting like annoyed with my updates. So I just stopped, you know? Okay, so here, like, it's, why does it have to be all or nothing? It's not. Like, I just every like, fart or no updates. No, now I feel like I'm putting in, like, just, like, the like the sharts. Okay. Like, the major life-changing farts, not, like, the 
I'm doing a hundred like, person show. Like no one cares. No, but we we care because it's New York. But but like you'll but be there. But like here's the thing. Just. It's okay. You can share. No, no, no. It's fine. I stop, I'll stop bothering everyone with my major success. Like, it's definitely annoying. I can totally understand. So then don't come at me like you didn't tell me. Like, sorry, you were not loving, like, the updates when I was giving them, so I just stopped giving them. Who came at you? Was that meant you. towards me? You, right now. No, I was right just now. explaining the journey that I went on, and I was yeah. excited for you. And I was explaining, like, how I've been, you know, put down by my family. <laughs> kidding. You know, it was just like a small thing. It's going to be fun and light and fun and city winery. I've actually never been to. Oh, actually we have. Oh, were you there? Yes. I wasn't there when you were there, but I've been there It's a gorgeous separately. venue. Waterfront. Waterfront. It's going to be like so intimate. I made the room really small. I just wanted to like go through my material, launch a show in like Take a warm the temperature. safe space. Take yeah. the temperature. Practice some new jokes. And it's going to be super fun. That's awesome. I'm happy for everyone who got tickets. Um, it was just a surprise for all of us, I yeah. guess. Well, we, don't worry. Like, we I were, care about you, so I got you a ticket. We were all really surprised. No, for sure. I guess I really did forget to tell you guys. But, like, it was, too, in my mind, just, like, not important. No, I like I forget to tell people important stuff all the time. Yeah. Don't hold it against me. It happens to me and Ben all the time. It happens to me and Zach. That's what I'm talking about. I think it's because, like, <laughs> you're, like, my husband in a lot of ways. Like, and so... I don't know, like something major will happen and I'll let, I'll literally guess I bet. I'm like, no, I told you. No, this is why we don't tell our husbands. And I've thought about it, but it's hard. They still, Zach won't accept this answer. But when I first hear about something that would be like an amazing opportunity for us, when it first comes across my desk, I'm not telling anyone, we're not telling people about it because it hasn't happened yet. Right. So then by the time it actually is happening, you forgot. It's not new to us. It's yeah. not like, oh, I need to tell you so this true. thing. But if I told you about every maybe exciting thing that happened, you'd be disappointed as often as I am. So And also, true. you can't tell someone something exciting and big before it happens because otherwise you'll jinx it. Jackie, that's a brilliant assessment of so how we got So by the time here. it happens, it's old news to me. Right. No, that's true. So that's why you don't yeah. tell him. I forget to tell Ben's like major things all the time. <laughs> Same. Or, like, if I'm going somewhere, like, literally, I'll be on my way to the airport. I'll be like, where are you going? I'm like, I told you I'm going to Coachella. Like, you know. Oh, that's a little crazy. <laughs> oh, I know. But, no, that's the reason why. Yeah, that's it, good. There's never a moment where it's like, okay, it's safe to tell people, and we're, this is still new to us. Yeah. So true. It's like, where have you been? That was six months ago. We found L- out. Keep up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Tour kicks off soon. Tickets available at girlsnotjob.com slash tour. I have to say, pretty much all my shows are, like, sold out or, like, they're eight months away and like they will be sold out except for Detroit. So I just really need the Detroit toasters. I chose Detroit, handpicked Detroit because the last time I was there, they put me at this enormous venue and I'm like, guys, what are you doing? They're like, just trust us. And I did trust them and it sold out immediately. It was one of my biggest shows on the last tour, which is so random. So I'm like, I've got to show love to my Detroiters. Detroiters. Ooh, that's good. And literally like, I need you guys to sell the show out or just like buy some tickets, okay? Detroit. Or Girl like if, job.com slash tour. if you haven't gotten a ticket to a tour and like you want to see some friends, maybe like a weekend in Detroit. Weekend Make it a Detroit. weekend. You know, the last time I was in Detroit, I stayed at this sickening casino called Motor City Casino. It's like a gorgeous affair. Like spend the weekend there. Cool. That yes. sounds fun. Um, but other than that, I'm all set. I'm all set. We can jump right in. We have some good stories today. We have dear toasters. So let's just, without further ado... Head into the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. I just want to say we're like now at that period in life where it's fucking hot in the studio because it's like cold outside so the heat is on in here and I'm going to be start showing up in t-shirts and I don't want to hear from anyone, okay? Okay, just want to let you know the heat is not on. It is so fucking hot in here. I I felt this way yesterday. I think what it is is it's nice outside. It's like 50 degrees according to Weather Snitch. There's no heat or AC on. I'm hot. So you're just like 
in a room. I'm like sticky and I'm not happy about it. I'm sorry. I'm oh. actually perfectly comfortable. But you know what I am happy about? You look perfectly comfortable. What's that from? The cotton commercials where... Yes. Oh my, that's such a specific <laughs> reference. <laughs> I thought that was like an iconic, like, Legally Blonde moment, you know? <laughs> the cotton commercial? Okay. Where you, is neckline? You really have been, like, staying at home a lot watching TV. <laughs> um, today's episode is brought to you by Public Rec. We all settle for traditional retail sizes, but Why? What does a medium person look like? How can two people wear a medium when they're completely different heights? Pants are made to fit one type of body and everyone else has to settle for a less than perfect fit. Well, that's why you've got to check out Public Rec. They make athleisure in waist and inseam sizes because they believe comfort starts with a better fit. Their all-day jogger is a first-of-its-kind technical pant available in waist and inseam sizes. This means women can shop based on their unique proportions. No more settling for small, medium, or large. They're perfect pants for working out, going out. They're highly versatile, and they've got you covered whatever life has to throw at you. They have 30 combination sizes and four different length options, so their joggers will fit your body perfectly in all the right places. I've always thought as like a, a big person with short legs, it's so unfair like how they make stuff. And the fact that every single place on earth doesn't give you an option for length uh-huh. is so unfair. And that's why public rec, like they're the best leggings because I usually get like bunches at the bottom of my ankles and they leave like prints on my ankles because I have so much extra material because I'm so short, but not with the uh, public rec ones. You can literally measure from top to bottom. It's amazing. You choose like your size of yourself and then your inseam length and they're literally like custom made. And they don't only sell joggers. They got t-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, all that are super comfortable. Um, we've never had pants that fit so well. It's really a game-changing website. Check out Public Rec. They rarely do discounts, but right now we have an exclusive offer just for the Toast listeners. Go to publicrec.com and use the code TOAST for 10% off. That's publicrec, R-E-C, dot com, promo code TOAST for 10% off. Okay, our first story, heartbroken Kim Kardashian addresses World tragedy on Instagram, as did Kendall, and there was a repost from Chloe. Kim has weighed in on the deaths that took place at Travis Scott's Astroworld concert festival on Friday. She said, absolutely heartbroken for the lives who were lost and anyone who was hurt at Astroworld. Just like all of you, our family is in shock by the tragedy. We are keeping all of the victims, families, and loved ones impacted in our prayers for healing, as well as Travis, who we know cares so much about his fans and is truly devastated. So Chloe reposted mm-hmm. that statement and then Kendall put out a statement of her own. As did Drake. As you drink, yes. Yeah. I find it interesting that, like, people, like, and we spoke about this yesterday. People are really looking at the Kardashians here, like, keeping a microscope on them, like, seeing what they'll do and feeling like they're partially to blame, which I just don't agree with. Well, yeah. And I think there's a difference between, like, Kylie and Kendall's response because they were were there there. versus the rest of the family was in L.A. celebrating Chris's birthday. Right. And I think for a lot of people, it was in their minds, like, a little out of touch for them to be, like, posting all these videos all weekend, like, flowers, while all of this was going down. So I am glad that they released a statement. But, again, it's not... It's. I mean, it's just a sad thing that happened in general to the world. Like, we should all be talking about it. We should all be, like, thinking about it. So I think, like, them releasing a statement is great. But, again, I think people are just, like, really wanting to hear from Kylie. Yeah, and I... I this... And it, it was nice that they shared, and I'm sure it's affected their their whole family because it's affected Kylie and you know they're all one big unit um but again I mean people who are waiting to hear from the Kardashians and like on this it's like it's a little far removed yeah no I think so too honestly I was curious to hear what Drake was going to say because Drake was there and the the climax of the show was when Drake came out and Drake did release something I think yesterday or last night um 
just kind of saying how he hates putting things on Instagram, but like that's you know, the way. It goes. That's the way, and he's just like praying and and I just think um, I don't know. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know like where we're who we're blaming, what's going on. But I actually did hear something interesting about the whole ticket refund. Oh, what did you hear? And like there are people like lawyers are warning certain people maybe not to accept the refund because if you read the terms and conditions, you're like agreeing to not litigate or not sue. So just like to be really careful of accepting the refund. Oh, that's interesting. A lot yeah. of um, of the concert goers have already started the lawsuit process. There are like two big lawyers in Houston Good. who are representing a lot of different people. Also, I saw yesterday Travis is partnering with BetterHelp to get like mental health services for the people who like Experience. who experienced Experience because like not only were there the physical injuries, hundreds of them, but the so m- many people saw, saw terrible things, bodies like awful awful things and even to just that even if you didn't see that stuff and just knowing that you were at a concert where yeah it's it's very taxing it's a lot to process so he is um trying to help people get that sort of help okay i actually think that's good Mm -hmm. um yeah it's just like the like the conversations people are having and just like what's been going on it's really i just can't get over how like crazy it is that this whole thing happened in general yeah and then i'm sure you saw yesterday but um one of the people who is critically injured in a coma was a nine-year-old boy yes i did and i saw a picture of him and he was really cute and it's it's so sad it's so sad and did they identify that person i didn't see it but i i really hope so that's such a terrible way to find out that like your son or your brother passed away yeah it's just everything that keeps coming out about this story is more horrible than the next and I just think people are really angry and they're looking for a place to direct their anger. And, like, I understand that. I do. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of places where anger needs to be directed. Yeah. Because it's like a uh, – it was just a storm of a lot of different ingredients yeah. that need to be looked at going forward and just as, as a society. Yeah. You know? It's – I just – I like, I still can't believe that this happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it's the craziest thing. And I know I keep saying that, but it's, like, the only thing – it's just insane. Yeah. And I just feel really sad. So I hope everything – I hope everyone who sues gets what they need. Like, yeah. for real. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, our next story. Switching gears. Jeff Bezos tweets um, Leonardo DiCaprio a Titanic-sized threat after girlfriend Lauren Sanchez swoons over the actor. Okay, this is actually funny. <laughs> so as you guys probably saw this video, it's on our Instagram, so go watch it if you haven't yet, of Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez meeting Leo at the LACMA Art and Film Gala in L.A., and Lauren is all about Leo. Yeah, it's a really interesting video. Um, just like reading the body language, mm-hmm. it's just so interesting. Like Leo can't get away from Lauren fast enough. Lauren is like licking her lips, like nestling she, in you his know armpit. What? It's giving Ramona. It's giving Ramona singer. Yes. That like if you guys watch Roni, like imagine you know Leo. How she flirts, Leo like, is Harry Dubin. Lauren is Ramona, and it's the eyes, and it's the like Jackie. That is so oh, fucking true. Leo. Yes, literally. <laughs> so the internet was obviously, uh, you know, ablaze, roast, ablaze with this video. Uh, uh, Barstool posted Leo is Mr. Steal Your Girl, and then Jeff Bezos wrote on Monday. He posted a picture leaning over a sign that says danger steep steep cliff fatal drop and he said leo come over here i want to show you something (laughs) (laughs) 
it's actually a really funny response. That is so funny that you find it so funny. Oh, you know what? Like because that he got it a laugh out loud no, from you. Because I mean, I've seen this a hundred times and like, I was like, oh, he's like a weenie. But then somewhat, sometimes like the way you read it just made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Jeff Bezos, like, I don't know him at all. No. Like that's a good every point. time, you don't. No, like every time his personality comes through, I'm just like, who is this man? Like, yeah. what is this when man? When you saw like, him laughing, like, before he went to space, he was like, <laughs> when he was wearing cowboy boots with his space, space suit. Outfit. Like, I just, every time he does something, it's so radically Unexpected. different from, like, who I thought he would be. Mm-hmm. And this is just another iteration of that. I love people who can laugh at themselves and who can, like, get in on the joke and are good sports. And to me, this is, like, the perfect example of it. Like, literally, his girlfriend is, like, drooling over Leonardo DiCaprio and like he makes a joke about it because like even if you're the richest man in the world like Leonardo DiCaprio is Leonardo DiCaprio right. and I just thought this was like you know what I actually I really like this response you respect it I do yeah I do I do too like everyone was laughing at him and now they're laughing with him yeah because otherwise that video was just sad yikes yikes bikes like it was painful but knowing like he thinks it's funny like yeah of course like I'm the richest man in the world and even I can't keep a woman away from Leonardo like that's funny yeah I agree and I really have respect for this response like it's funny that's okay cool yeah and like some good news for Jeff Bezos when you're a billionaire like you don't have to respond to like moronic internet viral content culture but he did and it was funny and he he came out on top yeah do you think now that I've been watching Succession and like watching Kendall Roy try and like get fire tweets out you know that's like part of his um it's so sad strategy like hiring all these people to write like cool takes yeah um do you think that he had like a team of people who submitted responses to him and he chose the best one it's possible when you're that rich but it's really giving me like dad humor like Like organic yeah like he had the picture in his phone he's in like waiting to use it like because I don't think you took that picture today it's like from you know one of him and Lauren's trips yeah and you know what? This whole thing just reminded me that him and Lauren are still together. I know. Like, they were such big news. National Enquirer, I want to get drunk with you. Not too drunk. Read the newspaper in the morning. His texts were leaked. It was so embarrassing. And then they kind of, like, disappeared. So I'm like, well, did that whole scandal break them? Or are they still together? And I just never really followed up on it. But now I know for sure that they are still together. And I went, this whole moment caused me to go find her Instagram. And it's so interesting. I've you been have, there before. It's so, like... It's giving trophy wife. It is. And it's amazing. Yeah. No, they're kind of cute. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm like not entirely not here for it, you know? Yeah. No, and the proof is in the pudding, as we always say. It's been a long time because we reported on those texts like in the old, old studio. Yeah. So it's like two years at least. And I want to get drunk with you. But not too drunk. Ooh, no. No. I just want to wake up and read the newspaper with you. Oh, no. Now now that I'm, like, getting to know Jeff and I read those texts, like, it's kind of sweet. Yeah. No, Jeff, do your thing. Don't let the haters stop you. Don't let the haters stop you. Yes. But do you also think he's, like, encroaching on Elon Musk's vibe a little bit of, like, quirky, funny guy? No, because Elon has, like, a very definite, like, personality like we know elon a hundred percent jeff bezos is kind of like the gift that keeps on giving like we never know what we're gonna get it's like a box of chocolates i feel like if it wasn't for elon he wouldn't lean into this side of himself obviously so elon's had so much success but with, he like, wants to be like the affable billionaire yeah and he's not gonna be because like we can smell his desperation from new york but we do appreciate the effort yeah and it's they're landing these things are landing so it's going well so now i'm thinking like maybe he does have a team of people writing tweets for him i do think that he does and i think that he's always you know one step behind elon yeah 
And Whereas like no one has the keys to Elon's Twitter. Like it's all Elon. No one is giving Elon cool takes for yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Carol Baskin says she joined. Oh, no, no, enough. No. no, no, no. But I thought this story was interesting. Can you just okay. can you just yeah. give it yeah, yeah. a minute? I'll give it a minute. Carol Baskin says she joined a secret support group for traumatized celebrities. Oh, I haven't been invited. <laughs> Carol Baskin, who was accused in the 2020 documentary series of having murdered her husband and fed his body to exotic cats, claims that there is a secret support group for A-listers traumatized by the trials of fame. And she well, said, "Well, she's being kicked out now for telling people." Yeah, or maybe she, like, stopped attending. She said that she was invited to join it after the Tiger King phenomenon made her into a public pariah. She said on a podcast that as the Netflix show was becoming a smash hit and she was turning into a household name, somebody reached out to her and said, quote, I have this group of celebrities and we meet, or before COVID, we would meet. I forget what day it was that they met each week, but they would meet once a week and they'd all get together and they'd talk about what it was like to live their lives. She said, and I can see why now, why celebrities run around in dark glasses and scarves and ducking like they're running from the law from one place to another because it's just it's overwhelming to just be constantly surrounded by people mm -hmm. she wouldn't say who the members of the group were but she said there were 21 or 22 people and that there were only three or four people in the group that she didn't recognize and that was only because they were sports personalities and she's not she doesn't keep up with athletes okay you know what like this does sound like something that would exist i don't know if like if it's actually that cool would they actually invite carol baskin but it does kind of bring something up like about carol baskin i know you didn't watch mm -mm. tiger king but, like, Homegirl was villainized when, at the end of the day, there's literally no actual proof or evidence, police-wise, that she killed her husband. And, two, like, at the end of the day, she was the only person in that documentary who gave a shit about the Tigers. Like, she was the one running a sanctuary. The others were the ones, like, keeping them in cages, like, stealing their sperm to, like, make more. So, like, low-key, we're all, like, Joe Exotic, haha. Like, it's actually a really unethical story. Like, Joe Exotic did not care about the animals. Like, he kept them in zoos, whereas Carol was rescuing and taking care of all the animals that these morons like Joe Exotic were doing, bringing them over from, like, Africa. So, yeah, they made her into a murderer when Loki, she didn't murder anyone, allegedly. There's no proof. But yeah. Like, it, she could have, but there's no proof. But it's circumspect. Right. So, like, there's no proof that she... So, she really did get, like, the short end of the stick, and she, like, got turned into a joke. Like, remember that prankster who, like, thought she was gonna... She thought she was gonna be on Jimmy Fallon. These YouTubers pranked her into thinking, like, she was, like, a national joke. And, like, I do feel bad for her when, like, low-key, she just cares about the animals. Yeah. So the fact that this group could exist, like, does make sense to me, and now I'm dying to be invited. Yeah, like, who else do you think What's is What's the criteria? Because I'll... I'll expose myself a little bit. Like, get another cancellation just to be invited. Yeah. Say something but, but crazy. It's like, if it's A-listers, would they really reach out to, like, someone right. going through it? I guess Tiger King was the biggest show it of was. the year. So that would make Carol Bastian an A-lister? No, but it would make her, like, a, a momentary A-lister. Yeah. yeah, and maybe, like, if the people in the group, you know, they saw what she was going through, they were like, let's have her in. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because, like, the thing is, when you ask pretty much anyone in Hollywood, I was just reading... Um, a tweet but <laughs> Dakota Johnson did an interview and she was asked or she spoke about how like she's worked with a lot of people who have been canceled and she, they were naming like Army Hammer and I saw Casey Affleck I think okay and she was just like cancel culture blah blah like people in Hollywood like do not subscribe to like cancellations even though like you think that they would yes and no because I do feel like maybe in their hearts it's like they might not cut this person out of their life but then they go public and they're like 
I don't agree right. with what so-and-so did. And, like, they just got to throw each other under the bus. Yeah, Like, but the like, industry just calls for but that. But whenever any person in Hollywood is asked about, like, cancellations and just cancel culture in general, they're, like, vehemently against right, it. Right, of course. You won't hear anyone say, like, I am for the cancellations. But then, like, you, everyone's like, I'm against cancel culture, but. Yeah, totally. But what? But I would just love to know who's in this group. Like, if it's, in fact, true and it is, in fact, A-list. yeah. No, it definitely gives you something to think about. But if it's a secret society, like, and she's talking about it on a podcast, the first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club, so. Yeah, no, she probably won't be invited back. Yeah, but, like, she didn't know, you know? <laughs> no, I think she probably did, but maybe she stopped going. Maybe she's healed. Yeah, I, I hope so. I really, I wish he- healing. I will pray for her. I really will. Yeah, it just makes you think about it in a different way, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? Like, those stupid documentaries, like, about nothing like they just take a side you know and mm-hmm. this documentary was like so clearly anti-carol baskin but you know what carol baskin in my eyes and in the eyes of the law has done nothing wrong yet so let's yes. just keep that in mind thank you claudia are you ready for our next story only if it's brought to you by home medics i know you're obsessed jackie i am home medics is a new sponsor and they sent us these products that just it felt like christmas morning and like santa knew exactly what i needed and wanted because they are like a home massage spa everything so they have like this foot massager which my feet have been killing me they just put your little feetsies in there you can get the massage turn on heat turn on air pressure it's amazing it's like remote controlled i'll just sit there with brew and we're like as we get older everything is getting sore and we just don't recover like we used to so that's why why you've got to check out home medics They've got a whole line of massage products from a massage gun with built-in hot and cold technology to a massage cushion that lets you lie down or sit up depending on your therapeutic needs to a three-in-one foot massager with vibration so powerful it loosens the muscles in your legs and lower back. Their massagers will address all your pain points from head to toe. So yes, we tried the massage cushion and the massa- the foot massager. The foot massager is just a great thing to leave it by your couch. Like whenever you're watching TV, whether you're cold, you're hot, it's fabulous like we're on our feet all day like we deserve to relax yeah you guys this has been a game changer for me really my feet and my back they're shot yeah for you especially and the cushion and the massager it's like having one of those amazing massage places in your house yeah whether you're dealing with chronic pain or you're just looking to help your muscles recover from a workout we've got good news right now if you go to homemedics.com Slash toast, use the promo code toast, you'll receive a free portable phone sanitizer when you buy $100 or more in massage products. And that's a $60 value. So that's H O M E D I C S dot com slash toast. Use the promo code toast for your free portable phone sanitizer with a $100 massager purchase. That's a great gift with purchase, that phone sanitizer. Your husband's obsessed with his. Yeah. Also, just a great gift for anyone as we approach yeah. gifting season and you're trying to get creative. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Is that the Backstreet Boys? In sync. Yeah, same thing. Our next story, fans are demanding that James Corden be kept out of the Wicked movie. Yes, I saw Change.org is quaking. Aspiring Glindas and Alphabas across the nation are putting their differences aside and joining forces to ask that James Corden be kept as far away from Oz as possible. A Change.org petition demanding that Corden be left out of Universal's Wicked movie launched over the weekend and has amassed more than 34,000 signatures. They say the request is simple. James Corden in no way, shape, or form should be in or near the production of the Wicked movie. That's pretty much it. Okay, so I feel two ways about this. Okay, me too, because one, I saw this headline... Funny. Okay, I'm laughing. Sure. Yeah. No, and actually, like, James Corden, like, has actually not been in a successful musical. So, like, for the sake of the, like, the curse, (laughs) I do think he should be left out. 
But yes. it's also really mean. It's so mean. And like, why does it have to be like, for, like, why does someone have to get so propped up? We're all obsessed with James Corden, host this, host that, be in this, be in that. And then the, like, we just decide that it's getting a little much for us when we're the ones who were consuming all Over of this exposure, to begin with. karaoke. And then it has to be a change.org petition. Yeah, no, this is like a, the cycle of like, of celebrity fandom and how toxic it's it is. It's giving Anne Hathaway. It's giving Anne Hathaway, 100%. Like, and it's just the way we treated Anne wasn't right back then. No, you're right. So and she has fucking trauma. We need to learn from that. No, you're 100% right. But like also, I don't want him in the movie. So like, what do we do about that? <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. Like, Yeah. But maybe that's just because I've been conditioned to find him annoying because like, partially because he is annoying and partially because like people just are like, how annoying is this video of James Corden? And I'm like, yeah, I guess it is annoying. I don't but know. if you followed anyone around and like videoed the annoying things that they did, like my God, anyone would become hated. Yes, I agree. It's just really mean. Like this is just like mean. Like James's feelings. <laughs> no, and it's just we need to do better. Like I know. when it's a it's a cycle. You I know? know, I I so I understand why but James people, has never hurt anyone. I understand why people wouldn't want James in the movie. Not only do I understand, I support it. But this is wrong. I agree. It's really mean. Like. He's not a bad person. No, he's not. And he's just like a musical fanatic. Yeah, and he but, actually he's like a good singer. But he does like really crazy stuff. Like now I'm thinking, <laughs> now I'm thinking about like when they were promoting Cinderella. Yes, and, and the video of him <laughs> pumping his crotch at the car. Yeah, I know. I saw I literally saw it yesterday on TikTok. <laughs> and I think like it's but so maybe this is a moment for James to reflect. Yeah. And be like, okay. Why am I the way that I am? No, like there's things that are good like the Carpool karaoke is good. Like him good. on that plane with Kanye, that so is good. good. So we need to make a pros and cons list of James's work. Yeah. And we need to start trimming away the things that are rubbing people the Spill wrong way. Spill your guts is good. Yes. Yeah, except I actually did see there was a petition about that too because it's like insensitive because a lot of those are like cultural foods and like yeah. you're calling them gross. So maybe you just need to switch up the foods. But I think conceptually it's a good good way to get celebrities to spill tea. Yeah, I think as a late late night host, he's good i think his show is like popular yeah celebrities so, love him i would keep that in the pros column ari loves him that's the thing yeah no and he has access to all these celebrities because they just like love him as a person him and he went on vacation with harry styles and adele yeah and everyone was tagging me he gave adele a piece of gum that was chewed by celine dion or yes something like that. it was in her 73 questions yes yes okay so those are the pros and i think that's really good and he's also good at hosting award shows very good you know cons obviously are stopping the music stopping the streets and doing music and you know what i think i've just kind of put it together because you just made a really good point like he really thrives and this is him as just being a good host he thrives in environments that are not about him like he's interviewing celebrities he's giving other people awards where it gets muddy is when he is becoming like the star like in cats like that's where it gets difficult because he's like more of like a background he's perfect as a background piece but then when he becomes a star in certain mu- movies and musicals that's where it gets dicey in my opinion but i just feel like cats was doomed no, with yeah, or that's without not a fair with or without james gordon yeah i see like people were but annoyed that he was he, in the friends reunion but he was actually excellent he didn't insert himself too much it was about the six characters i thought he was very good in that yeah and what he did in cinderella was wrong I agree. Was very wrong. He made it all about him. Wait, was he in Cinderella? He was in Cinderella. He played one of the mice that turns into uh, a footman. Mm. And when they became footmen, like, they literally had 10 minutes worth of scenes. Jackie, I... Of them figuring out, like, oh, how do I pee? Jackie, this is so random. But we have to just... I have to tell you something, and then we'll go back to talking about this. You just reminded me of it. Okay. 
Oh, you said footman. Okay. At the Potomac reunion, I believe it was Ashley Darby who said, I put my foot in it. I know. Jackie, she quoted you via the Proud Family. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just had to, I was wanting to she tell you She was quoting answer. Sugar Mama, I believe. I believe too. She put her, what was she talking about? The coffee and music video. Yes! Coffee and, what was that? Love. song called? Coffee and Love, maybe. Yes, she put her foot in it. Okay, thank you. Back to James <laughs> Corden. So yes, I did not know he was in Cinderella. If you saw I thought Cinderella. he was just helping her promote it in that vile way. No, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was in it too. Okay. So yeah, I think we've actually cracked the James Corden code. Once again, free ideas here for James Corden and his team. I think that him wanting to go beyond his abilities, like as a host, are what's rubbing people the wrong way. No, and like Hollywood just has this problem where like something's working. Okay, we're going to throw it at everything. Totally. And it's like, we are fatigued and you're ruining James Corden. He's a talented man. Yeah. We've liked him for so long. You've got to pull back the reins. Jackie, that's so true. They literally like find something that people like, like Americans, and they just like shove that person down our throats. Right. Megan Trainer. Right. And so it's got to stop. But a change.org petition like is a little it's mean. It's extra. bullying. It, it's too much. No. And I think that like we operate in this world where like we think celebrities don't have feelings. But like what if James literally read that? Like, he that did. Would, that would hurt his feelings. He definitely read it. Yeah. I think it's mean. I think he may be laughed at though. Yeah. I don't know if he's in on the joke. He should get in on the joke. I think that's actually would be a great way for him to get out of this rut he's currently in. Like, but I could see him like in on the joke and then like going home and And just- crying himself to sleep. A hundred percent. He's a sensitive man. He's British. Like I, I completely agree. Yeah. But I just think for his image, like if he got in on the joke and started doing like stories on late night about like the petition, like people would respect him much like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. He should do a story about the petition. Um, I just, we need to, there needs to be a line you guys. Yeah. And it was crossed. A hundred percent. I do think. But I fully support the message of the petition. <laughs> he could have a little part. No, there's no such thing as a little part for James Corden. No, when you're James Corden, there are no small parts. <laughs> He's going to make it Just a big, small actors. He's going to make it a big part. A hundred percent. Oh my God, but I could totally see him being like the lion. Lion? Because it's like Wizard of Oz. There's a lion in Wicked? I'm pretty sure... Uh, maybe no. not. I heard that he had already been cast, but I heard that prematurely as Dr. Like the professor. Interesting. I, yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is some content news that I find to be exciting? <clears throat> it's the final story. James Corden, please don't cry. That's beautiful. Okay, our fifth and final story is some exciting news. Amazon is launching a new series called The Ferognes, starring Chiara Ferogni and Fidesz and their whole family. You're kidding. Not kidding. They are... Prime Video's newest reality TV family. That's fabulous. The show will premiere in December. It filmed throughout late... Their wedding? No, no. It filmed throughout late 2020 and early 2021 while she was pregnant, while Fidesz is preparing for a music festival that he's doing. For those who don't know, Kiara Faragni was like the OG fashion blogger. She turned her brand into like a billion dollar business. She's the most iconic fashion influencer. I don't even think she's an influencer anymore. Like she used to be the blonde salad, remember? like She still does influencer tings. Um, but, but she's, she's also, just like so rich. But she's also just like the face of Louis Vuitton. So right. Like she's just a celebrity and she's... And she's Italian and she married an Italian pop star, Fedez. And they are just like the 
biggest thing in Milan. They had and a baby. Their wedding was like literally a carnival. It was crazy. She has two sisters who are also influencers. And the whole family is, it's keeping up with the Fragnas. And I Fragnas is uh, Fragni and Fedez, their names put together. That was their, their wedding, wedding hashtag. hashtag. The Fragnas is. So that's the name of the show because it's, you know, about their family, which is, I think this is going to be amazing. No, I think this is groundbreaking. Like, honestly, Amazon has been really slacking in their content recently. Like, I don't remember anything. Like, when we watch viral shows, like, that everyone's watching, none of it has been on Amazon in a really long time. Like, they needed this win, and it's, I'm so going to watch this. Yeah, also, her, she had a documentary a few years ago. Yeah. That is also on Prime Video, is, like, Kiara Frogney Unposted, and that was pretty good. So, I think this is just going to be great. I feel like she's had, I mean, every year is so busy for her, but especially in the last year, like, she gave birth, so it's going to be chronicling, chronicling her pregnancy, but, like, she never slowed down for one fucking second. No, she's iconic. She's iconic. She has amazing style. She has, like, access to, like, the coolest Every designer. people, places, things in the world. I think this is going to be an amazing show. And for the promo shoot, Dave LaChapelle shot the art oh. in front of the Duomo in Milan. Like, just sickening That is stuff. sickening. This is just... No, the Duomo's in Florence. Oh, yeah. I've actually been. That is true. That's what I meant. Because um, I know that from the Medici. Oh, I know it because I've been there and I didn't climb the stairs because it was so hot and I like left my friends halfway. <laughs> Uh-oh. And I got gelato. Um, this is a great idea. I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to be watching it. And I just want to, like, really... I'm so curious about, like, her business. Like, that's what I would love to know more mm-hmm. about. Like, what does she do? Like, how does she make money? Like, everything. I mean, I how does she not make money? Yeah. And also, so she has a brand, which, like, a lot of influencers and celebs have brands. But, like, her shit is so cute. Yeah, like, the eyes, the it's shoes. so, so cute. Yeah, I think I used to have a pair of her loafers. Yeah, and she actually just came out with a line of jewelry that was so cute and all sold out. Oh. But it was sickening stuff. And she's just, like, the true definition of, like, a global lifestyle brand. Like, she's literally global. She is an international lifestyle beauty fashion brand. Yeah. It's going to be a really good show. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, Okay, well, those were the Fast Five. Feel so you needed to know them. And we're not even close to being done because it's Sear Toasters, which is brought to you by The Pill Club. Life is stressful enough. Access to healthcare shouldn't be. Luckily, getting birth control is one less thing you have to worry about with The Pill Club. You'll never have to make a trip to the doctor or wait in line at the pharmacy ever again. They provide access... They provide access to care for, from comfort from the comfort of your own home and delivery to your door in discreet packaging. They carry over 120 FDA-approved brands at the Pill Club. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, their prices start super low at just $9 a month with insurance. Without insurance, excuse me. They deliver birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging. And right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash toast, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Morning Toast listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. So not only are you saving money on birth control, you don't have to go out to the doctor. It's all getting delivered. You're also helping people in need get access to birth control. So that's thepillclub.com slash toast to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, that's thepillclub.com slash toast, and you have to use that link if you want the donation to go through. Great. Okay, Dear Toasters, our advice segment we do every Tuesday here at The Morning Toast. If you ever want to email us your submission, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. You can change people's names. We will always keep you anonymous. Um, And just let us know how you're doing. All right, first up. Hello, Claudia, Jackie, Theo, and Bruno. First of all, I love you both so much. Jackie, congrats on the baby, and Claude, congrats on the tour. You guys are my favorites. My best friend and I literally dress as you guys for Halloween this year. She said you reposted her. Oh, have fun. Okay. We got some good costumes this year. I have a close-knit group of 
I have a close-knit group of nine girlfriends from high school. Most of us live in different cities now, but have been best friends for about 10 years now. We're all meeting in Houston to go to your show, Claudia. Oh, my God, yes. The first of us got engaged in September and immediately let us know that they had already booked a baller venue in Houston on the evening of October 1st, 2022. It's going to be one of those big fat Greek weddings that I would die if I missed. Not to mention we are all obsessed with her fiance and love her family like it's our own. Now for the conflict. Halloween morning, my mom sent a text in our family group text. My only girl cousin had just gotten engaged. I immediately squealed and sent my cousin multiple congratulatory texts. To which she responded, make sure you are free on October 1st, October 2022. Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. I responded with, oh no, one of my best friends is getting married that day. To which she responded, wait, is that a joke? LOL. Oh God, my God, she's already a bridezilla. My cousin and I are not super close. She estranged herself from our entire family for about three years. It was truly the strangest thing, but all is well now, thankfully. She told me that she is planning a smaller wedding at our family's lake house about an hour outside Houston. I would go if there wasn't another wedding that day, but it feels strange that I have to justify going to one wedding over another. On the one hand, I don't want to miss out on being with my family at my cousin's wedding. Think of the family portraits that I won't be in, but I would also but I would also have the most FOMO-iest FOMO ever if I missed out on my friend's wedding that same day. What should I do? I feel guilty for pulling the I heard about this wedding first and it's going to be more fun card, but I also know that the fa- that family's family and I would hurt I would be hurt if my only girl cousin didn't come to my wedding, whenever that will be. But I also love my friend like family and would be equally sad if she wasn't there at my big day either. Sincerely help. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know either. No, like, honestly, like, life is about doing the things you want to do. And you want to go to your friend's wedding and I just think you should go. I know that sounds terrible because family is, is everything. Either way, someone's going to be disappointed. You're going to be missing out on something. So just go to the one that you would rather go to. Like, at least just there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer like you can only go to one just make a choice obviously you should probably like do the family is first but like for some reason it's just you didn't sell it yeah no you didn't (laughs) sell it at all like because we're so family like always like even if it sucks like you go to the family thing but I don't know I'm just like not feeling convinced and I think that you should go to your friend's wedding yeah I think you should really look inward on this one there's no magical answer how to make everyone happy here Right, you can't do both. They're an hour away. They're the same day. You can't do both. So you really just need to choose. Yeah, and whichever one you were to choose, like there's going to be... Repercussions. Repercussions. So you just have to make a choice. And you know, if you do choose your friend's wedding, like you just need to know, like, can you live with that decision? Like, it'll, like you'll always be gone from the pictures. Are you, I, don't, I need to know more about the relationship with this cousin. Like, you were estranged for three years, but like, are you guys super close now? She said, we're close. She Things said, are good. No, she said, we're not super close. No, but she didn't say super close, but she did say things are good. I do think she was trying to like downplay it so that we would tell her to go to her friend's wedding because yeah. that's what she wants to hear. She said, my what, cousin and I aren't super close. She estranged herself from our entire family for about three years. Because that's what you want to hear because that's what you want to do. So just do what you want to do and just deal with the consequences. Yeah, I think in like this post-COVID world, like we should all just be doing what we want to do. Like just life like, is short. Too short. Life's, life's too, too short, short to like miss out on a really fun wedding. Yeah. I think it's okay. I do. But also because you literally sold it that way. But you have our blessing, whatever you decide to do. So just know that. And if your cousin's upset, be like, the morning toast told me to go. Yeah. Send her this episode. Maybe you shouldn't have estranged yourself from your family for three years if you wanted your cousin to come to your wedding. And you can send her this episode so that she can know what it feels like. Because I think all of the listeners right now don't know what to say to you. No, and like all the listeners are conflicted because family is always first. But the way you read this email to us, like obviously you should go to your friend's wedding. So like you like kind of gaslit us all. I don't know. I just think that you should just make a choice, stick with it. It sucks regardless, but it'll also be fun regardless. Yeah, but like... That's not a helpful piece of advice. Like, she asked for which wedding to go to, and you literally just told her to make a decision. 
I told I gave her permission to make whatever decision she wanted. Yeah, that's, that's true. what I did. Yeah, and you know what? Sometimes all you need is a little permission. Mm-hmm. Okay, next up. Hello, thank you both for brightening my weekdays. Here's a little dating history. I've had a couple serious relationships over three years in my life, and then I was single for four years where I probably went on about 30 dates. Some turned semi-serious, some didn't make it past the first date. I've lived in the same city for five years and I absolutely love it. My parents are moving here soon and I have amazing friends here. I've been dating a man for two years now who is everything I'd hoped I would find. He is my favorite person in the world, but we are long distance in different states due to his job and other commitments. I only see him a few times a year. My quandary, I'm so freaking lonely sometimes I feel like I should just date someone in my own city even though I wasn't able to find anyone nearly as compatible in the years I was looking. My boyfriend can't move here because of his work and family and if he did, it would be 10 plus years down the road. Me moving there is the most probable option but I have my family here for me and I haven't lived near them since high school. Plus my friends are here and I love the city so much. Help, do I move? Tried out for a while and even though his time is still limited, I'd be in a new city chilling on my own. Should I try and find someone in my own city that's less complicated? Thank you in advance for your unfiltered opinions and thoughtful advice. I truly need it. XOXO, a daily toaster. I just want to say one thing before about this girl. That's the only thing that's concerning me is like kind of the way you're writing this email. You're like really analytical, like like you're a data analyst. Well, I dated here and we had X Sorry. compatibility and now we have this man with Y compatibility, but the distance is Y over X. But listen, you know what? I'm not going to fault you for being a rational thinker. You know, you could put a little more feeling into yeah, it. Yeah, it's but love. Some people, like, <laughs> but some people, like, lead only with their feelings and yeah. don't use their head at and all. And that's chaotic. And that's chaotic, too. Like, someone who would jump from, like, city to city just like... So, I, I'm not going to fault you too much, but I agree. But like, my advice would be, like, put your heart into it a little bit. Like, if does the idea of moving and being with your boyfriend make you so happy that it can forego the fact that you're not near your family anymore? Or does the idea of going to find someone new in your own city and breaking up with your current boyfriend break your heart? Like, I need what, to know what, how you're like, feeling. What do you love more? Like, your hometown, your family, your and life. your friends, or this man? And I'm just not getting any, um, like, feelings from you. I don't know how you feel. Do you love this man? Or just, She said that they're really, like, that this is the guy. It's giving robot. It is giving ro- robot, but, like, she's giving facts. You know, which is super, super helpful, especially in a Dear Toasters, because we're always, like, looking for, you know, supplementary facts. But, I mean, just the idea of you moving to be with him, like, this better be the greatest love of all time, or else it, you're setting yourself up for failure. No friends, like, no family. He works all the time. Like, but if this is your person, your soulmate, like, you go there and you start your new life and you right. start a family. And, and yeah, right, you make your own life. Like, right. your kids are your you friends. You can't live for your high school friends and right. your hometown. But do you love this man? That I didn't gather. Do you love him more than your hometown? It sounds like you ran a compatibility test like on the internet when we used to do it with your kids. Like, Claudia and Maverick, 98% compatible. Yeah, but sometimes I can love you more than my hometown. So true also. So, and that's apparently a a normal position to have, so. Yeah, I just need more information from you, like from your heart. Like, where is your heart in this? I think you need to look inward. That's two for two on looking inward today. And... Put aside the charts and the data points. Yeah. Close your laptop. Close your laptop and just ruminate in yeah. your feelings. Close your laptop, close your eyes, and open your heart. Yeah. I don't know how, maybe a drink maybe could do that. Yeah, you seem like someone who's not overly emotional, which I love. Because I think sometimes when people write us in, like, they're so led by emotion and, like, not rational. But I think, actually, you you're, the pendulum has swung the other way. Like, I could use a little... I love this man something, like some emotion. Yeah. That's all I need. So I'd actually. But you can't keep doing like this where you're like, you're lonely. Cause she, but like she, she did say that, that, you know, she's lonely without him. 
So, and that either you guys have to break up or you have to move there. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. The way it's going now is not going to work. No, it's making me sad. Okay, final one. Dear Claudia and Jackie, first time writer, long time toaster here. I have a very complicated family problem that I would love to get your input on. My family is super close. So close that my sister-in-law has become my absolute best friend and the sister that I never had. I do have an actual sister, but we're not as close. That's so <laughs> the mean. Sister that I, that's so mean. That is so mean. Um, anyways, this sister-in-law, Mary-Kate, has a twin sister, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley has also become our adopted sister-in-law and also best friend. The three of us have had babies together, got married together, have been through have been there through good and bad for each other. We celebrate all holidays and birthdays together with our families, usually always at my parents' house. That's like nice, but weird, but nice. Yeah. Well, Mary-Kate has recently filed for divorce from my brother. <gasps> Devastated isn't even a strong enough word to describe how we all feel. It feels like our entire family is going through the big divorce. We were all blindsided, my brother included. No one did anything bad. They just weren't meant to be, according to Mary-Kate. Though I understand why she wants a divorce, I'm heartbroken. I feel like I've lost my sister and best friend. I feel like I'm losing Ashley as well. I can't imagine not seeing Ashley's kids grow up, and I can't imagine Ashley and Mary-Kate not seeing my kids grow up or be in my life. We literally talk to each other all day, every day. I'm so torn. I feel obligated to my brother to back off from Mary-Kate and also Ashley by association, but they are truly my best friends and my sisters. Ashley's kids think that my parents are their grandparents and my parents see her kids as their grandchildren. What would you do if you were in my situation? Would you continue your relationship with Mary Kate and Ashley? Would you back off for a while? I don't want to hurt my brother's feelings, but I don't want to, I don't want to lose these girls. They're my best friends and support system. Please help. Sincerely a heartbroken sister-in-law. Oh my God. That's so sad. But you know what? The good thing is that your brother and Mary Kate still have kids together. So this girl will be in your life forever yeah and it's so fresh right now that I think like you should take a step back just like support your brother but they'll get to a place where they can co-parent and you'll all be family and you'll still do holidays together with your new spouses because you have kids together yeah so if your family is as open and warm as they sound I think that if right now it's awkward and you should be there for your brother but in a year's time like I actually think because they have kids together you guys will still be seeing each other a lot and it'll be okay and acceptable for you to be super close yeah I would say if as long as the divorce proceedings are going amicably like I don't know why things have to change that much. And just talk to your brother about it and make sure that he's okay with that. And that like, I think the brother, it sounds like is going to need time. Like he was completely blindsided by her wanting to get divorced. Oh, that's what I felt like. Like he's heartbroken, not angry, but like, so, so sad. it's like, okay, if you take a step back to be there for your brother, that will affect your relationship with Mary Kate. Like, because you chose sides and it wasn't hers and she's your best friend. But of but course you brother. have to choose a brother, but maybe one day Mary Kate gets married to a new man and that could be like the brother you never had. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. This is really, really hard. I would just, I would keep in touch with everyone, keep tabs on everyone, make sure your brother feels supported. And I think you can still talk to Mary-Kate and Ashley as long as things aren't contentious in the divorce and then you'd have to make a hard choice. Yeah. But try and keep everyone together. Yeah, try. And it's on you because you have put yourself in this position as being like the sister-in-law of all sister-in-laws. And you know who's having the last laugh? Your sister. Literally, like so completely unaffected. Your actual sister, completely unaffected by this. Like, oh, Mary Kate, you, you chose strangers. Yeah, that's what you get. Literally. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. Um, no, but that is quite a pickle. Like, I'm sorry, but you got to stay with family. But do your best to keep everyone like. Don't let it get dark. Divorce gets dark so quickly. Yeah. You got, like, if you want to keep the family together, like, you ha you're you going to have to put in the work. It's on you. And you're going to make sure everyone's communicating, that, like, th that no fight goes, festers. Like, yeah. But 
I think it's worth it because this family unit that you're describing is so beautiful. And it's also worth it for Mary-Kate and your brother's kids. Like, you want them to have, like, a good... And nothing should change for the kids, really. Yeah. So you can always say, like, well, the kids have to see each other. So, Mary-Kate, like, let's go get drinks. Yeah. I think it's okay. I think it'll get to... It's, like, bad now, but I think in a year, it'll be totally fine. Yeah. As long as divorce goes well. Uh, Yes. I agree. That's a a big it. (laughs) Just monitor the situation. Keep tabs on everything. Keep everyone together. And I think you you can have your cake and eat it too. Agreed. Thank you to everyone who wrote into Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, it's deartoasters at gmail.com. And if you've written us in recently and have an update for us on how things went, please email us. We want to hear from you. Deartoasters at gmail.com. That's our show. That is our show. Nobody else's show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. Um, to let us know that you made it, what emoji should you leave on our most recent Instagram post? Maybe... You're so much better at this than I am. I can't yeah. think of my feet. Okay, James Corden. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, like, like maybe a, wick, a witch hat. Give us some. Give us witchy vibes. Witchy vibes in in honor, honor of, of James Corden and his heart feelings. Bye. Bye.